Okay, good morning, ladies. It's great to be back together. Yes, it is. For Aramuna Shir. Mm-hmm. Which also means Yantav is over. Which is also great. Um, I want to thank, we, I sent that email yesterday, and we have two sponsors for this morning. So thank you to Kara, Kara Zimmerman, for sponsoring In Memory. I'm sorry. My mother. In Memory. No, no. But whose birthday was yesterday. Okay, thank you so much. I appreciate it very much. And Linda Meltzer also emailed. I think she's still uh, chasing the bears and coyotes and... Uh, <laughs> right, she's getting the snow off the sukkah. But she's also uh, co-sponsoring in memory of her mother, Naomi Weinberg. So thank you very much. We appreciate your generosity. And our learning should be uh, in their merit. Okay, you have a new section in front of you. It's a new zman, it's a new session, a new season. So we are studying a new section. Also in the Slan Rebbe, I've come to really love the Nesiva um, Shalom. Salam Rebbe had this amazing capacity to take very deep and very lofty ideals and ideas of Hasidus, but communicate them in a very accessible, in a very accessible way. So, um, so this is his section. It's also in his volume, including Yisodei Torah, the principles of Torah. And this is the section called Ubot Tibak, the obligation or the mitzvah, the charge to cling to Hashem. The notion that we cling to Hashem. All right, everybody see where we are? Yeah, good. Mitzvos uboted baki tachlis Torah u mitzvos. The notion of clinging to God, connecting with Him, feeling close to Him, being stuck to Him, is really the core, it's the tachlis, it's the goal of all of Torah. So all the mitzvos that we have are there to generate a feeling that we connect with Hashem. So whatever I'm doing in my life, I'm using that as a conduit to connect. As it says, told us Yaakov Yosef, Parshus Chayisara. V'pri ha'aretz, muva, shekom mitzvah sa-Torah v'asiyagim v'agdarim, heim ha-tzirufei midos ve'etos l'dveikos. All of the mitzvahs in the Torah, and all the fence around the Torah, are all, they combine, um, and they give support, and they promote the idea of dveikos. K'mayim ha-razawar shekor l'chol mitzvahs itin. The goal, the essence, the destination of all the mitzvahs is to feel connected to Hashem. So Hashem gave us all these mitzvahs and He didn't give them to us to restrict us, to constrain us, to deprive us. He didn't give it to us to keep us busy. He didn't give it to us to distract us. He didn't give it to us to enslave us, or to suppress us. He gave us all of these mitzvahs with the singular goal of feeling more connected to Him. That when we do that, so you can wave the lulav and esrog and just mindlessly take these four natural species and not know what you're doing and think it's the most bizarre thing in the world. Or you could take the lulav which represents the spine and the, le- and the esrog which represents the heart and the hadasim which represents the lips and the, arav- and the uh, eyes and the aravas that represent the lips. And you could say, God, I'm taking my, my spine and my heart and my eyes and my lips and I'm holding it together and I'm waving it in every direction because I'm directing my entire essence, my entire being. I'm directing everything about myself to you. All of me is in service of you. And if you think about it, I'm directing my heart, my emotions, my passions, my commitment, my loyalty to you. My eyes, what I look at, what I allow myself to see. My lips, what I speak about. And I was thinking, why the spine? Except that religion often requires you to have a spine. It requires you to have fortitude and to have uh, courage, to have a spine. 
So when you think about it in that sense, and I know I'm giving a Dvar Torah for 11 months and three weeks from now, but when you think about it, when you think about it in that sense, it's just obviously the most recent, uh, the most recent yontif. When you think about it in that sense, the essence of the Dalad Minim is Dvekas. We're trying to connect with and cling to Hashem. We're trying to stick with Him. So how do I do that? By, by putting thought and mindfulness into everything that I'm doing. I'm lighting the Shabbos candles. I'm thinking about the darkness in the world and how I want to illuminate it. I'm thinking about how Torah is the greatest source of light. I'm praying for my children, grandchildren, or wanting to have children or grandchildren. Again, there's an essence, there's a core, there's a spirit to every mitzvah. But if you get to the common denominator of them all, it's to feel closer to and connected with Hashem. That's the goal, that's the essence. The root of that word dvekos, I've shared this many times, is devek. Devek in modern Hebrew is, is glue. God says, stick with me. I want you to stick with me. Stick with me. I have your back. And all of the mitzvahs are different ways that we communicate that we're ready to stick with Him. The whole essence of Torah is to feel that sense of a connection. Hashem has my back. I'm sticking with Him. I'm clinging with Him. And, um, and that's why Moshe, after he gives all of the rebuke, he ends it with this mitzvah, Ubotid Bakun. Why am I giving you this harsh rebuke? Because you're capable of so much more. Because you have such potential in you. Because you could live a life of feeling connected to Hashem. And this is how Hillel responded to the non-Jushabala, his guy, who came to convert. The non-Jew came to convert on one foot. Remember? Mm-hmm. So the Gemara Shabbos tells us, what did Hillel tell him? Convert comes and says, we can only imagine he meets with our Beislin. I don't think we would have a lot of patience, but Hillel had great patience. He says, I want to convert on one foot. I'll give you five minutes. Teach me everything you can in one minute. If I like it, I'm in. I would have said, you mechutzaf, get out of here, you low-life Beisvarf. Get lost. But Hillel has this patience. And what does Hillel say to him? You're giving me one minute? You want me to summarize the entire Torah in one second? Here it is. You ready? What you don't want anyone to do to you, don't do to your friend. What you don't want anyone to do to you, don't do to your friend. You don't like being bullied. You don't like people speaking Lashonar about you. You don't like if someone's rude or obnoxious to you. You don't like if somebody cuts you off. Somebody interrupts you while you're talking. Somebody, you don't like it? What you don't like people do to you, don't do unto others. The Rebbe, Zaperush, Sanei Lechavrecha, says the son of the Rebbe, you ready for this pshat? What Hillel was teaching him was not about only interpersonal human relationships. What you don't want anyone to do to you, don't do to God. He was talking about who's the friend in the scenario. What you don't want done to you, don't do to your friend. Who's your friend? Your friend is the chibur, the root of the word chaver, the root of the word friend is ches bez reishes chibur. A chibur is a connection. Who's a friend? Somebody that you have a deep connection with. An acquaintance you have a passing connection with. An acquaintance you may not have a connection at all with. You've just overlapped in the same space at the same time, maybe the same gym or the same business or the same community or you're fighting for herring at the same kiddush. So that's, that's an acquaintance. But a chaver, somebody that you are, are devoted to, there's a chibur, there's a connection. So with whom do we have the greatest chibur? Who is our greatest friend? Who is our dearest confidant and greatest friend that we have? It is none other than the Ribbon Shalom. 
And therefore, maybe says, says the son of a Rebbe, when it says, what you don't want done to you, don't do to your friend, it's talking about Hashem. The mitzvahs are the means to connect to Hashem. And the losase, the negative commandments, are the things that hurt the friendship. So if you have a friend and you say, you know, you can think about it in the context of friendship, you can think about it in the context of a romantic loving relationship, you can think about it in the context of parents and children. But you say, here are the kinds of things that you do that make me feel more connected. When I feel that you're listening to me, when I feel you're responsive, when I feel you're supportive of me, when I feel you make time for me, when I feel, then we're more connected. And here are the things that you do that make me feel less connected. When you neglect me, when you put me down, when you're condescending, when you dismiss my opinion, when you disregard me, when you, then you've severed the connection. I feel much more distant than you. The connection is not as strong as it once was. So that's true. We can understand that in all the interpersonal relationships. We get that with friendship, maybe more acutely with marriage or in parenting, that we have expectations and there are things that contribute to feeling connected. And there are things that sever the connection or that, you know, you're on the phone and you're not really coming through, you're breaking up, I can't really hear you. The connection is weak. There are things you do, you're in a zone, you're in a bad zone that you're hurting the connection and I can't really hear you. So that's true in the interpersonal human sphere. And says Islam Rabbi, it's also true in our relationship with Hashem. So how do I know what connects me to Hashem? And how do I know what severs the connection? What makes it a poor connection? It's very easy to know. Hashem told us. He gave us the Torah. He said, mitzvos. That's how we connect. So when you take the Dalit Minim, your spine, your heart, your eyes, your lips, you take all of those components of who you are and you wave them in every direction and you dedicate and devote it to me, wow, we feel connected. You blow the shofar and you use that inner that inner breath, the inner air that I had originally breathed into you, says God, and you use that breath to now produce the sound of the shofar, and it reminds me of the sacrifice of Avram and Yitzchak, what you're willing to do for me, wow, I feel connected. But you know, when you talk Lashon Hara, or you're dishonest in business, or you don't daven, or you eat without saying thank you to me, then you're hurting the relationship, I feel neglected. So Hashem gave us 613 ways to contribute to the relationship. Right? He gave us 365, 248. He gave us all these different ways how we can either connect or break that connection. Because Hashem is our chaver. We have so many ways of seeing Hashem. He's our parent. He's our spouse. He's our king. He's our... You know, I saw online yesterday, even Hashem was taking a hit. You know, the whole thing now is... Harvey Weinstein's behavior was beyond uh, reprehensible. Mm-hmm. The book mm-hmm. should be thrown at him. It should be condemned, rejected, mm-hmm. horrific, and so on and so forth. And there are countless women victims of horrific men, and men need to look in the mirror, and they need to fix their behavior. But now there's a wave of like, you're a man, you're just afraid to show your face. You can't go out of the house. Because if you're a man, you're just guilty by association. Because all men, by definition, are horrible, terrible, disgusting, low-life people. So okay, maybe men, maybe we deserve that, our entire gender. But I saw online, Hashem was taking that hit. I saw someone who identifies as an Orthodox rabbi says, you know what, we got to stop, part of what contributed to this is that we call Hashem a he. And that sets up a hierarchy of power, therefore men feel they're God because we call God a man. So for now on, we're going to call, we're stopping to call God a man. I don't know what he does when he says, Avinu Malkeinu. <laughs> says, Imenu Malkeinu. He's going to change our whole liturgy. You know, there's a generic, a father is, whatever, I'm not going to get into it. But anyway, we have all these different relationships with Hashem. 
He's our father. If you want it to be, he's your mother. You know, the Zohar identifies some feminine attributes of Hashem. Masculine, feminine. Hashem could be your father. He's your mother. I'll give you a secret. He's neither. He's neither a man nor a woman. He's not a mother or a father. We're simply trying to use anthropomorphism to connect with him. But whatever, whatever works for you. He's your father. He's your mother. He's your husband. He's your wife. He's your master. He's your king. He's all of those things. But you know what else he is? He's your friend. Hashem is the ultimate friend. That's what the Salaam Rabbi is saying this Pshat. He's your friend because at the root of Chaver is Chibur, is making that connection. He's actually the ultimate friend. He's the ultimate friend. You remember this, um, this summer there was a horrific, not in our community, in, in Brooklyn, a, a drug overdose of a, of a young lady who grew up in a Hasidic home and her parents were very courageous, which was very uncharacteristic in their community of doing interviews and sharing mm-hmm. and so on. And uh, her father shared in an interview something unbelievably powerful. Actually, Tishabov was at Eish Kodesh with Moshe Weinberger, and he spoke about it there. That the father shared that his daughter, who had, who had been kicked out of schools, not because of behavioral issues, but academically she couldn't keep up, she felt stupid. It was just a, such a painful story, so beyond, beyond, beyond painful. Anyway, at one time, and the parents were amazing with their daughter, amazing. But at one point he said to his daughter, I feel your pain. And she said to him, Tati, she said, Daddy, I know you love me, and you could say all kinds of things to help me, but don't ever say you feel my pain. Nobody can feel my pain, because nobody's me. Nobody knows how I feel, and therefore nobody could feel my pain. And I thought that was an amazingly profound lesson. You know, I've certainly been careful since then, and will continue to be, never to say to somebody, I feel your pain. It's, it's, it's um, a little presumptuous, and, mm-hmm. and it doesn't... Make them feel better. And, it, mm-hmm. and, and the person probably feels what she articulated, which is, I appreciate your love, I appreciate your support, but you can't say you feel my pain. And Moshe Weinberger developed it and said, but there is one person who does feel our pain. And that's our ultimate chaver. That's the Rebona Shalom, the Almighty. Because when we confide in Him, He's the only one as an infinite, omnipotent being who's capable of knowing everything we do feel. Who's capable of saying, I, I feel you. What we spoke about in the woman's shear on Simchas Torah. That Hashem, right, we contrasted Hagar with Aaron, Moshe, and Hashem. Hagar who says, I can't watch Ishmael, it's about me. It would be too painful for me to watch. Versus Aaron who says, I can't take my eyes off of Moshe in the basket. And Moshe who says, I put a sheep on my shoulder. I love the little sheep. And Hashem who says, I'll appear in a thorn bush, not a... Because, because, right? So, so we humans can't feel another person's pain. But no matter what pain we're in, we can confide in Hashem who can feel our pain. Even when we feel that there's no human, our parent, our therapist, our best friend, there's no human who can feel our pain, but the Ribbono Shalom always can. He's our Chaver, because we have the ultimate Chibur with Him. But we have to develop that Chibur for Him to be our Chaver. And you can't, sometimes, you know, I would love to go, Mirza Shemayenki is going to make it to the World Series. I'd love to go to New York, and I'd love to go to the game and sit in a box seat and have a kosher five-course meal. So what am I going to call a friend? I have a friend who I went to high school with who I happen to know has seats in the third row behind home plate. But I haven't really spoken to him much since high school. So what am I going to do? Call him? Hey, so-and-so, my good friend, my dear friend. 
how are you? What's going on? I'm just checking in after 20 plus years. Listen, what are you doing Wednesday night? I was thinking maybe we could catch up. So he's going to look at me. What are you, are you kidding me? Good friend. Now because you need something, you're a good friend. So if we want a Kodesh Baruch Hu to be there. Now if I called somebody who is my good friend. Say, oh yeah, from whatever, anything in the world, absolutely. You know, I need you to get me in somewhere. I need you to help me with something. Can I ask a favor of you? Could you pick me up at the airport? Sure, my dear friend, of course. So when you need somebody, you need to invest in the friendship before you need them. They can't become your good friend when you need him. Because Baruch can't be your good friend because now you need him. Shem, my dear friend, listen, I need a little something. Now the truth is you can. And we've learned that before too. That unlike a human being, Hashem doesn't need that. In that kind of way, He's like a father, a, mo- a mother. He's like a parent. He doesn't need a parent. doesn't need you to... parent says, you need me now? You came to me now? That's good enough. I'm here for you now. But the relation, the friendship component of our relationship with Hashem, it can't be a fair weather friend. It can't be a friend when you need him. If you want the friendship, if you want the chavrus, the chavrashaft, then you need the chibur. You need the connection. And Hashem says, here are the ways you connect. And here are the things you do that hurt the connection. So all this is because the Slanim Rebbe is explaining that the Gemara Shabbos, when it tells us, Hillel tells the candidate for conversion on one foot. Really? One sentence I have to teach you the whole Torah? Here it is. Here it is. You ready? What you don't want done to you, don't do to your friend. And who's that friend? Hashem. It's Hashem. Treat Hashem with love. Treat Hashem with friendship. Because the essence and the goal of all Torah is chibur, is dveikus. Is connection, is glue, is sticking to Hashem. So the whole Torah can be reduced to one thing. I have one sentence to tell you the whole Torah, he says to the convert. Here it is. Stick to Hashem. Stick with Him. All the mitzvahs, all of it, it's all there to help you stick with Him. As the Pasuk says in Tehillim, Achas Dibar Hashem Shtayim Zushamati. God spoke one thing, I heard two things. What's the one thing, what are the two things? Says Islam Rebbe, the one thing God said is, stick with me, kid, stick with me. I got your back, just stick with me. Put your faith in me, trust me. Just trust me and I've got your back. And then we heard two things, because what we heard are the two ways that you stick with him, namely, asay and los asay. Here are the positive commandments, how you stick with Him. And here are the things to avoid that will break that connection, that will undo the glue. That will undo the glue. All the positive commandments are subsumed and included under the first of the Ten Commandments. I am the Lord your God. Because the essence of I am the Lord your God is, and stick with me. I'm in charge. I got your back. I control everything. Just stick with me person gets a horrible diagnosis, they used every connection and friendship to get in with the biggest mumcha, with the biggest expert. The expert goes through everything. person has a lot of questions. At the end, the expert puts his arm around the shoulder and says, I know you have a lot of questions. I know you're worried. I've treated thousands of people with this. I've been trained for this. Just stick with me. Trust me. Just trust me and stick with me. I could give you lots of metaphors like that. But that's what a Kodesh Baruch was saying. I know you're worried. I know you're anxious. But I've treated thousands, millions in fact, I created all this whole thing. The people, the problems, the whole system. I put it all together. I'm in charge. So Hashem puts His arm around us and He says, stick with me. Just put your faith in me. Just, just trust me. Come along for the ride. Just trust me. Just trust me.
You got to jump. You got to jump. I, I've given in the past. Have you all heard my parachute, my jumping out of the plane story? Baruch Atah Adonai Amen. I went skydiving. Twice, actually. Each in Israel. And um, I'm not going to tell you the whole elaborate thing. I've done it before, but that's, you know, you, you jump out of the plane. It's insane. Yes. It's absolutely insane. <laughs> you're, 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 how are we? We were 12, 14,000 feet in the air. You know when the pilot says to you, um, we're about to begin our initial descent, so everybody tray tables up? That's, that's how high we were when we jumped out of the plane. It's pretty insane. So, so you're about to jump, and you, know, you have this anxiety, this fear, this worry, what am I, crazy? You're hesitating, you're resisting. You leave the plane, you're going down 100 miles an hour, face first towards Mother Earth. Not face first, but you're... And, and you, what is this, insane? You're not enjoying, your, your heart beats through the roof. You, it's, it's, it's insane. Then there's a guy who taps you on the shoulder because you jump tandem. So the expert says, relax, dude, I do this eight times a day. I train the Tzanchanim, the parachuters of the army. I got this. So just let go. I'm in charge and enjoy the ride. And when you let go and enjoy the ride, you can enjoy the ride. So what's he saying? Just stick with me. We've got these hooks that are connecting us. As long as you stick with me, as long as the hooks are connected, which on the plane, you triple check about a million times. But as long as those hooks, as long as those hooks are connected, he says, as long as you stick with me and the hooks are connected, you're going to be just fine. So enjoy the ride. Because you're connected to me either way. So either you recognize that you're connected to me and you can let go and enjoy the ride, or you can pretend that you're on your own and then you can have a miserable ride. So this life, this world is a ride. We're going through this journey. We're going through this ride. You could let go and enjoy the ride, or you could torture yourself. So, are the positive. Because the Slam Rebbe set up this paradigm that Hashem is our Chaver, He's our dearest friend. There's a Chibor, we have a connection with Him. What contributes to the connection are the positive commandments. What takes away, what disconnects us are the negative commandments. That's what it means. Hashem says, I said one thing, you heard two. That's what it means when the first two commandments in the Aserah Sadibros. Anochi Hashem Lokecha, I am the Lord your God. And therefore stick with me. And here's the way, do the positive things. Lo yelacha Elohim Acherim. Don't have other gods. Elohim Acherim. Don't follow other gods. Means don't pursue other things that are going to disconnect us. The Chenkas of Maharal ben Asivas Olam. Maharal says similarly. So he said to me, okay, I've got this mitzvah to cling to Hashem, to cleave to Hashem, to stick with God. Well, how do I do that? Where are the hooks? I saw the hooks that connect me with the big Israeli dude that I jumped in tandem with. 17 hooks on top, on bottom, the backup up, the strap. The, I saw all the hooks that connect us. So, you know, it's not, it's not hard to say, you know, Dveikos, stick with him. I'm sticking with him. There's a lot of hooks. But what are the hooks that make me stick with Hashem? Where can I feel the hooks that connect me with the Ribbon Shalom? So that's the mitzvahs. And we too often neglect them. It's so tragic. It's so sad. Our whole system is so compromised. We see mitzvahs as this like checklist I got to get through. If I do it, good things happen to me. If I don't, lightning strikes me. Bad things happen to me. Dalad minim check. Sat in the sukkah check. Lit the candles check. Don't talk lashonar check. Just good. Be a good boy. Good girl. Don't be a bad boy. Beggar. That's just such an unhealthy. We are living in this. This we're caught up in the momentum of a religious observant Jewish life 
without ever stopping to think, I'm in a relationship with the Ribbono Shalom. I love him, he loves me, I talk to him, I can rely on him, I depend on him, I thank him. He's in my life. There has to be that notion. There has to be that, that relationship that's there. The Ain Od Melvada. That there's nothing but him. I went to Chicago, I had rabbi meetings yesterday. So first I flew there late Monday night, and it was so annoying, we landed, we took off late, we finally landed, and this is the hard, to me the worst thing in travel. I don't mind you get delayed, what could you do? Weather, mechanical. We, get, we land, and they say, there's a plane in our gate, they just have to finish a few things, they'll pull out, we'll be 10 minutes. Yeah. 45 minutes later, we're still sitting there waiting. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to, my blood pressure's going up, because it's like one in the morning, and I'm thinking, you know, the flight's almost three hours. So from the moment we took off, you knew when we were landing. You had three hours to figure out how you could have an open gate for our plane. You couldn't figure that out in three hours. There had to be a plane punked in our gate. And then I sat there and I said, you know, I give this a munashir. What am I doing? My blood pressure's going up. I'm getting all bent out of shape. My blood pressure's going up. My, my whole letter to the airline is being written in my head. And that's what I did. I took a deep breath and I said, first of all, this should be the worst thing that ever happens to me. But I said, Einod Mavata, I'm giving this whole, okay, fine. I check into my uh, dinky hotel whatever time in the morning and I get up very early the next morning for these full day of meetings yesterday and I'm trying to get the hot water on, take a shower. There's no hot water. There's no hot water. I'm turning it this way and that way. And I said, maybe it's weird. Maybe it has to be in the middle to get hot water. I'm spinning the thing like Wheel of Fortune. I'm, I can't get hot water. No hot water. I gave up. I come down. I come to the front desk. I check out. Now I'm late to get to the davening and I look bad among all the rabbis in the meetings and I said, uh, my room didn't have hot water. Said, oh yeah, the boiler in the hotel is broken. They're working on it. I said, you know, like the, the core of a hotel is the bed and the shower. I had business meetings all day and I just, all I needed was a bed and a shower. So she says, yeah, these things happen. So again, I'm starting my blood pressure. These things happen. By the way, they do happen. So you say, I want to refund you the room or half the room or a voucher or go get a cup of coffee at the breakfast. Something. Things happen. Uh, My blood pressure is... So I say, you know what? I give this a munashir. Einod malvado. HaKadosh Baruch wanted for whatever reason that the people next to me would have to smell me the whole day. And uh, that would be that. Whatever reason, HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted. So, Einod Melvado. Einod Melvado. Well, I'm, I'm just giving you examples, first of all, that I struggle. We all struggle. You could give, you could give the Amunashir. And you could write the Amuna WhatsApp. And then all of a sudden, the plane's on the tarmac, or the hot water's broken, and all that goes out the window. You're... And I'm thinking, I can't make a chilashan like a scene. I just said to the woman, you know what? You're right, things happen. Have a good day. What, what are you going to do? The Amuna kicks in. Einod Melvado kicks in. You gather yourself and you say, you're right. Then I wrote an email to hotels tonight and said, you know, my hotel didn't have my order. But anyway, they also said things happen. Yeah, you still have to finish the you got, Yeah, yeah. To, you can hold people accountable, but whatever. Just go through life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if you get an extra bag of blue you chips, 100%. Nothing wrong. Them accountable so that they would learn. Absolutely. Absolutely. But the point is, so what the Slonim Rebbe is developing here with the reminder to us of living with Dveikos is that, is that the Torah and it's not like we have two things. Torah and mitzvos. Oh, and then there's like the, the Hasidic, emotional, spiritual, neo-Hasidic. 
it's like there's two things. You'd like, do mitzvos. You're an observant Jew. If you keep kosher and keep Shabbos and you daven, then you're the chauffeur and you took the dalad minima, then you're an observant Jew. And then on the other side of it, you have the, uh, then you have all the spiritual, religious, whatever. No, the maharal, the slanam reva, it's all integrated. If the mitzvos are not leading you to a chibur, to a chaver, it's not connecting you to Hashem, then what do you have? You got nothing. It's all there as a platform. It's all there to generate that feeling of connection. So don't just take the Dalit Minim right check. Don't just sit in the sukkah. You sit in the sukkah, no matter how hot it was or uncomfortable or rainy, and you say, wow, I'm in the shade of Hashem. I left the comfort of my home. And just like in the hurricane, I depended on Hashem. So too in the sukkah, I'm always exposed to the elements and Hashem is the one who protects me. Every mitzvah at its core has the capacity to propel us forward in this sense of dveikus, in this connection, in this, in this uniting, in this clinging with, in this sticking to Hashem. Advekis in nishmas avodas Hashem. The soul of a life of avodas Hashem is living with dveikus, is to cling to Him. So when the plane is on the tarmac, you got to cling to God. If you now make a stink, a Hashem, your blood pressure goes up, you lose your cool, so you just, you disconnected, you are unclung. Is that a word? From Hashem. You know, you keep your cool. You say, Hashem, I'm sticking with you. You got a plan? You wanted me to get to the hotel late? You wanted to be in the hot water? Whatever. You got a plan. I don't know what it is. I don't understand it. This should be the worst thing that happens. But, and I'm giving this just as a small, insignificant example. But you've got a plan. I'm clinging with you when life is throwing me these curveballs. We've seen the Slonim Rebbe. We've seen the Maharal, we've seen now the Ibn Ezra, who all are saying the same thing, that the essence and the core of all of mitzvahs is not just do a mitzvah and say check, but is to help you feel you're connecting and clinging to Hashem. Within each mitzvah is the capacity to cling to Hashem. I mean, think about it's what I spoke about in Shabbat Shuvah, is think about um, making a hundred brachos a day. That the Gemara says, don't read it, you make a hundred brachos, a hundred times in your day, you talk about dvekas, a hundred times in your day, you're thirsty, you need a cup of water, you need to hydrate, Hashem, thank you so much, I have access to clean water. You know what these people in Puerto Rico, not in the resort towns of San Juan and elsewhere, you know what they're doing to get clean water? So I push this cup against the thing in my fridge and I can drink water from when I wake up till I fall asleep, no problem. How could you not say, How do you not say, thank you, Hashem? So you could admit the bracha, be really neglectful. You could make the bracha and put check, make the bracha, move on. Or you can make the bracha and say, wow, I've got clean water. Wow, how blessed, how fortunate. A hundred times a day, interrupt your day and say, God, I'm clinging to you. I'm sticking with you. Thank you, Hashem. All right, we'll pick it up next week from here.